Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Hi, Sean. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You caught me a bit by surprise there, but uh, no, ready to go. Good. Yes, I caught you by surprise by saying, are you ready to go? And you saying yes. As we peel back the curtain on how we do this show. Um, So, everyone, we are back. It is the final event in the 2018-2019 season of Champions, Scott. We, We made it. We're here. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah. And more importantly, Vic made it. That's the most important thing. <laughs> that is That's the right. most important. Well, let's see how he does uh, after next week, but uh, good on. Yeah. So uh, it's the Men's World Curling Championship, no longer the Ford World Curling Championship. It is now the Hybrid Curling World Championship. What is it called? The Pioneer so the Hybrid. Pioneer, the Pioneer Hybrid. Yeah. Um, presented by Service Experts Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, Scott. Look out. So uh, this year, it is in Lethbridge, Alberta, as we said the other day, home of the Pronghorns, uh, showing some pride out there. And uh, first time, Kevin Cooey will be representing Canada at home. Fourth uh, fourth right. time at a world championship, and of course with the Olympics last year, but he's never done it in Canada. So uh, I guess that means it's the first time he's won in an odd-numbered year. Yeah, I think he's he won in 2010. His first one, and then 2012 and 2014, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, so it's like the reverse of what the Giants did. You got that or, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so let's. Uh, so we're going to run through all the teams here as we do. We'll make our picks, and let's start there with Kevin Cooey and his team of the Glencoe Club in Calgary. As we said, his fourth time at a world championship, of course, winning the Briar just a couple weeks ago in that uh, great game against Brendan Botcher. Uh, what was the Alberta semifinal during the playdowns turned out to be the national final. Mm-hmm. Great game for them. First time, of course, for B.J. Newfeld winning uh, a Briar, and first time, of course, for Colton Flash as well. So for the two of them, this will be their first time at a world championship, and Ben Hebert has been there and done that before. Yeah, exactly, Sean. And and uh, this team's got to be one of the heavy favorites going in. I've had a yeah. great year so far. Uh, 58 and 19 on the year, eight points a game scoring, hammer efficiency 0.52. They're uh, on fire this squad. So yeah, I I, I think uh, we saw Chelsea Carey not make the playoffs in the women's worlds. Uh, it would be a 10 times bigger story if Kevin Cooey and their team failed to make the playoffs. Yeah, no question. This team, uh, this team is really good. Uh, and and I said this too. Like the I think the only way. That they don't make the playoffs is if like he rolls his ankle and then just insists on playing with a stick or something. Like that's, <laughs> that's the only way that they won't make the playoffs here. I think uh, base two, not just because they're so good, but I think the field sets up well for them uh, and for another team in particular. That uh, you know, if it's not the final, I think I'll be disappointed. Yeah, Sean, a hundred percent. We'll get to that team yeah. a little bit later. So yeah, so there's not really much more to say about them. The only thing they they brought Ted Appleman with them again, which is great. Uh, that Ted Appleman will be there uh, as he was during the Briar. So let's move on to Team China. We're going to take this alphabetically, alphabetically, this, by alphabetically country. by country. Yeah. So we'll go to China, and the team skipped by 
Ching Zhu, and I hope I said that correctly, which is always sort of up, up in the air. Um, they're out of Harbin, China. Actually, uh, the beer that I would get for uh, two tall boys for eight yuan at the 7-Eleven when I was in China for, uh, for work, when I was there for three months, that was my go-to, the Harbin beer. Wow, so, the Harbin beer. Yeah, so I will obviously be cheering for this team. Uh, third time for uh, Team Zhu at the World Championships. He was there in 2017 and 2018. He was there in 2017, excuse me, as the alternate. So third time for him being there. Played with uh, Rui Liu in Edmonton. Last year, he was there as the third. And he, they went 3-9. and nine. Yeah, Sean, I'd have to say a pretty bad... Uh pretty bad season for them overall they're 24 and 30 here according to curling zone so an under 500 team still have a world ranking in uh number 54 so they played a lot of events uh i remember listening to the guys uh, from rocks across the pond and they said yeah like everybody from 25 to 50 is probably one tier and 50 to 100 is probably another right so yeah in that lower uh, bracket i'm not sure what we should expect from them uh, this yeah. this week, what do you what do you think, Sean? A young team too. The combined age is like ninety five or something. So the, yeah. a really young team. Uh, this is the the same team with the exception of the third. Uh, Zing Zihu Wang is coming in to play third for this team. He was at the World Junior Championships uh, last year in twenty eighteen. He was the skip there and went three and six. The rest of the team was all together last year. I, I don't think we can expect too too much from them in this field but we said that about the chinese women as well yeah yeah and so their biggest uh, event was the pacific asia championship so they lost in the final to the team team japan so uh the rest of them did not qualify did not qualify so yeah and we'll, in, and sort of interestingly too they have uh daishin ba uh, as their alternate who of course represented china at the winter olympic games back in russia of course, you can forget that. <laughs> so some uh, some experience there. He was the second on that team. Uh, but some experience there, which is a good thing. And it's interesting to say that because uh, he's 28 years old uh, and, and is sort of the most experienced guy on the team. So uh, And, of course, Dan Raphael, who's been the national coach for a long time for Team China. Uh, so he's there uh, as well. But, again, yeah, you can't really expect too, too much, I don't think. No, Sean, I wouldn't say so. So... Uh... Speaking of another team that you can't expect that much from. Germany. Team Germany. Yes. Mark Muscatwitz? Muscatwitz? That's pretty good, John. Pretty good try. Thank even you. if it's not right. I don't know. Uh, uh, young team. Uh, only 23 years old. Here coming out of Baden-Baden, Germany. Baden. Baden? Yeah. Sure. So uh, he played second at the Men's World Curling Championships back in 2016. With Alexander Bowman. Yeah, so so this team is a little bit familiar. they got uh, Canadian Ryan Sherrod. I think he's throwing a lead, but uh, he plays vice skips, or is he yes. throwing second? He's playing. He's going to throw lead and uh, hold the broom. Okay, and so uh, on the season, on the curling zone page, only 5-10 and 10, uh, on the season. So uh, another below 500 team. Uh, 29% hammer efficiency. Uh, not what you'd like to see. So, you know, they played at the Europeans. Uh, they won five games, I think, five and six. So they were, you know, in the mix there. Uh, had a, had a pretty good week by their standards. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, they get off to a start to, against Italy and Joel Returnez, and then Team Korea. 
maybe a bit of a softer start. So hopefully they can yeah. uh, get their know. legs under them. You get to yeah. get out there, get uh, a couple wins. Uh, their second, Dominic Grendel, uh, he played at the 2008 and 2007 World Junior Championships. But in the media guide, he has my favorite family uh, thing he is I uh, just identified as relationship that's <laughs> it um, and if you look at the media guide a lot of people will list who the person they're in the relationship is yes he has chosen not to do so and <laughs> it's just saying relationship uh, brevity is the soul of wit is that what they say yes he's he's an accountant he works for Price Waterhouse Cooper so <laughs> you know they're, they're not known for being the most outwardly uh, interesting people <laughs> so uh but good job by him. So they're also bringing a very young alternate too, a uh, really young guy. Uh, Claudius Harsh is going to be there. He was there the third at the World Junior Championships in Liverpool. So again, sort of a young team that's bringing another young player hmm. as Germany looks forward to the next Olympics. Now, Sean, I think I misspoke about Germany because, uh, of course, they played in that bronze medal game at the Europeans. And uh, so maybe I was looking at last year's okay. uh, last year's results as opposed to this most current uh, Europeans. I, I believe it said 2018, but I've navigated away from that page. Okay. So, uh, And, of course, the team that we're going to talk about next is the team that beat them in that bronze medal game. Yes, Joel Ray Turner. Scott, did you know that he once beat Russ Howard in a game? You, <laughs> did you Did you know that? You don't say. Yeah. Uh, boy, I feel like maybe I've heard that somewhere, but I can't yeah. quite put my finger on where. Yeah, it, it doesn't get a lot of coverage. People tend to forget that. Uh, but uh, Joel Ray Turner been around a long time, been at two Winter Olympic Games representing Italy. This will be his sixth time at the World Championships. His best effort in terms of record uh, actually was last year, I believe, uh, there in Las Vegas, where he went five and seven. A year before in Edmonton, went four and seven. Of course, changing the uh, the format, but uh, never really been a playoff threat. So, Sean, who's their third that throws fourth rocks? Amos Mosaner. Yeah, Amos Mosner, uh, Mosaner, wh- Mosaner, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter how to pronounce people's names. Uh, <laughs> he's huge. He's one of these guys that's mm. like six six and and big. I don't know. I don't know if you got the tail of the tape. No, shockingly, curling doesn't give us uh, program height and weight. Oh boy, uh, but he can throw uh, throw it really hard. And if he throws the fourth rocks, he's got that touch at the end as well. Right. So this team looking to build off what they did at the Europeans, winning that bronze medal. And they're going to be uh, in the mix for the playoffs there. I'm not going to tip my hat yet to my okay. playoff picks, but uh, don't be surprised if you hear uh, Russ calling Joel Retournez's name at the end of the week. Okay, oh. all right. Wow, that's a, a pretty bold prediction there, Scott. Uh, Again, Sean, I'm, I'm not uh, tipping my hat just yet. Right. Um, and just sort of to, to just sort of put a pin in that, uh, at the Europeans, Germany went uh, five and six this year, in the 2018 okay. European Champions. So just put a pin on that. Okay. So, oh, yeah. but I, uh, anyway. But Joel Reiternaz did win the bronze medal. Yeah. So there you go. Against Germany, I think. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong. Somebody right. correct us. Yeah, uh, so correct us there. Uh, that won't be hard to do. So uh, so let's move on. Next up, we have the Japanese team, Yuta Matsumura, coming in, representing Japan from Nagano. 
Yeah, Sean, this team's played a lot this year, and they've had a pretty good year, uh, 50 and 17 on the year. That's a crazy amount of games. Uh, they're scoring and a crazy win percentage. 9.2 points per game uh, of offense, giving up 5.69, so still a little bit. But their hammer efficiency, Sean, is 0.51, 51%. Force efficiency, 63%. They're scoring when they've got hammer. They're not giving up a lot of deuces. And that formula, somebody told me sometime, is good for winning games. It tends to be, yes. <laughs> Overall, though, you look at uh, Yuta Matsumura. This is his first time at the World Championships. As a actually as a, to play, he was there as an alternate back in 2015. So you just wonder, you know, sort of the experience level. But uh, Tetsura Shimizu, the third, this will be his seventh World Championship. So a, a nice balance there for an inexperienced skip with an experienced third. And that winning percentage, you got to say, that is impressive. Yeah, and they they were sort of the force of Japanese curling on the men's side this year. We heard about the women's side having uh, quite a few different teams in contention. They were the clear class of the field. They'd only dropped one game at the Japanese championships. Of course, before that, they played in the PACCs and won, uh, beating Team China. As we mentioned, so... Uh, really great year for them so far. They played a couple events over in Canada. Uh, nothing really to write home about. I, I don't think they won any of their events, but they played pretty well. Overall, they played at the uh, World Cup in Omaha, went 2-4. and four. Right. Uh, so, you know, they're not going to be uh, shy on this big stage. Uh, so we'll see how they can do uh, going forward. Yeah, and of course, uh, coached too by Bob Ursel. A familiar name uh, in Canadian curling circles there. Yeah, that's right. As well. So let's move on next to the Dutch. The Dutch. Or the Netherlands. What about Korea? Well, that's South Korea. Oh. We're going alphabetically. Well, okay. (laughs) South Korea. Uh, So next on the list, uh, for me at least, on my list, are the Netherlands with the Dutch. Uh, Jaap van Dorp and his squad. He is skipping, throwing third with Wouter... Gosgens throwing the fourth stones, and I, I know for sure that I'd mispronounce that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, familiar face here with this team. It'll be Jab Van Dorp's uh, third time at the World Championships. Uh, for Wooter, it's his third time at the World Championships. This team went 4-8 and eight last year in Las Vegas, Scott. Yeah, Sean, they were, they're one of these teams that's always sort of knocking around at the door. Um, and knocking they, around at the door, you know, knocking around the door. <laughs> what, what is that? I don't know what that means. Oh boy. Well, um, they're, they're one of those teams that's sort of on the cusp of relegation. It seems that uh, all the time based on their results at Europeans, they're either, uh, just uh, relegated or just make it. Uh, yeah, so they went two and eight this year. Yeah. Two and eight uh, at Europeans. Excuse me. Year. Two and seven. My so, apologies. Uh, uh, not such a great result for them. And they did have to go through the world qualification event uh, yes. in, in New Zealand there to get to this event. So uh, good on them for for making it through. They yeah. beat, of course, a uh, friend of the pod, Jonathan's friends uh, <laughs> from England, the uh, English team, Reed, there in the final. Yeah. And it, what's fun about this team, too, is that uh, Wooter there, he's only 20 years old. Oh, Wooter. Right? So really young player. I know I'm saying everything wrong. Uh, so a very young player as well. So, I mean, you're 20 years old. Uh, he'll turn 21 this summer, but third time in a world championship. And 
you know, we've, we've talked about this before with some of these countries where there's not a lot of players, not a lot of depth at this level. And for someone like him to get all this experience at a young age, who knows if, if we're looking at the 2026 Olympics, you know, maybe someone like him could sort of use this experience build up. Oh, I'm, I'm, I have no doubt, Sean. Actually, did you see on Twitter, there was a, an ad from the Netherlands saying, Hey, uh, Canadians, yeah. do you have ne- Netherlands blood? We'll yeah. let you play curling for us. Yeah. Which would be awesome if we had a Dutch relative, because uh, I would totally do this. Oh yeah. That'd be really fun. Right. Uh, we're pretty, we're both pretty tall, but I guess we're not tall enough to be Dutch. No. Uh, maybe somewhere back in the, in the line, there might've been some Dutch. So. Yeah. I don't think I could deal with the shoes either. Yeah, yeah, it's, tough. No, it's real tough life. Yeah. You know, wearing those shoes. <laughs> um, but I expect this team to be middle of the pack, maybe challenging for that sixth playoff spot, but uh, it's going to be tough. That'd be a great week if they're able to do that uh, for them, if they're in the playoff hunt. Uh, so let's move on to the Norwegian team, skipped by Magnus Remsfeld. Right, that's right, uh, Sean. Magnus Remsfeld. They had a pretty good time. They beat uh, Stefan Volstead, I believe, in the... They did, yeah. A bit of an upset there in the oh. Norwegian... Uh, championships. Yeah, wasn't it Ulsrud they beat in the final and and Wallstead lost? Uh, yes, earlier. you're right. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, yes. They did beat uh, Thomas Ulsrud. Of course, announced that they are no longer going to play at the after the end of the season. But Magnus and his, this team, of course, they played in the World Junior Championships, going six and five this year. Uh, second straight appearance there for them. Uh, yeah, eighteen and thirteen on tour uh, this year. Scoring a lot of points, but also giving up a lot. 6.91 uh, against, as opposed to 7.854. Uh, that's what happens when you're a young team. You tend to give up, uh, can give up those points. Uh, sure. Their steel defense, only 0.24. Uh, not a great force efficiency either, 0.46. So, uh, yeah, the, this is one of those teams that's going to get reps at this event, and they're going to be the next team from Norway as we see Thomas Olsrud step back. And Stefan Volstead just had a bad showing at uh, Nationals this year. So it'll yeah. be between these two teams, I believe, going forward. Yeah, I should say, too, though, that Magnus did win the gold medal at the Universiade mm-hmm. uh, just a few weeks ago there in Russia. And, and again, thankfully, they let him leave uh, after doing that. So uh, <laughs> so a little bit of momentum. Uh, appears as though he was the only one on the team who participated in that event, but... Still, gold medal is a gold medal, Scott. Yeah, nothing to sneeze at, Sean, that's for sure. No, that's and they are sure. bringing Stefan Wallstead with them. He's there as the alternate for this team so they can sort of rely on his experience. Uh, he had a good year last year. He went 7-6 and six, uh, in Las Vegas last year, so made the playoffs. And uh, so, so he'll be there to sort of guide them through all this. Yeah, good on... Uh... Good on for them. So I, I, I would suggest there. This is a learning experience for them, and I. But you know, yeah, you never I mean, know. they could make some noise. Yeah, but yeah, you put it maybe in the Sophie Jackson category is what we saw with Scotland at the women's. You know, a team that played a whole bunch. They they went to the University Ad, uh, and then you come and you get your legs here. Sure, sure. So right. who's next? Russia. Russia, Sean. But of course, in Russia, um, the the podcast previews you. Um, so, uh, Sergei Glukov is skipping the Russian team this year. This will be his third time at the World Curling Championship. First time skipping. He was there last year as the third for Alexei Timofeev. And that team went 5-7, and seven, missing the playoffs. 
Yeah, Sean, they they ended up uh, having to play uh, play against Timofeyev in the, the best of three final after I think there was another team and they played a round, double round robin and then a two out of three final. So anyway, they, they ended up beating uh, Timofeyev uh, to get this spot in the event. Uh, overall for the season, I'm looking here 33 and 14. So haven't played a ton, but have won when they played. They played in China a couple of events. Uh, a couple of those events, the Russian Invitational event. Yeah. Uh, so you know uh, they came to they, so they played a few of the good teams, but again, this is one of those teams that you don't know what you're going to see until you get there. Uh, no, and not a lot of experience together either. Like they they didn't they they weren't representing Russia at the yeah at, at the, the European Championships yeah. this year. So you know we really don't know what to expect out of them. It's it's sort of a, a team that we haven't seen on a big stage together really at all. And so th- this is sort of a, you're going in blind I, so, I, as North American people who, yeah. who follow this pretty closely. Now, we're going in pretty blind with this team. They have won three events, uh, including the Russian qualification. They won the China open and they won the Russian curling cup. So, you know, maybe those fields aren't, they're definitely not what you'll expect at the worlds, but pretty good fields. Uh, so, you know, you, you know, they've got experience winning. And that means something for sure. Uh, yeah, no, no question. And a bit of experience too, as we said, uh, they've all played at European championships or world championships at some points. Uh, Dmitry Miranov, the second has played in a world juniors and that's only his only experience, but, but they've all played at a world level at some level, uh, or at some point. And they're all of course, got, uh, curlers as their occupation. So, again, with the Russian Curling Federation trying to get that program back on track mm-hmm. as we move forward here. So, I don't really know what to expect of this team. I think it'll be fun to watch, though. Yeah, I, uh, you know, one of those middle-of-the-pack teams again. Yeah, now a team that we don't expect to be in the middle of the pack, the Scottish team, skipped by Bruce Mowat. Mowat? Mowat. Mowat. Uh, it's been so long since we said his name, I <laughs> yeah. forget how to say it. Uh, I'm going to go with Mowat. Okay, let's uh, go with Mowat. 59 and 24 on the year, Sean. They played 83 games already, but they haven't played in a while. So, uh, right. you know, we'll see how it goes. This team is obviously one of the best in the world. Uh, top three at this event uh, easily. Yeah. Well, they so, won the bronze medal last year. So there you go. I would expect nothing less for this season. Uh, looking at some of their stats, uh, force efficiency, 52%. That's pretty good. Hammer efficiency at 45 uh don't give up many steals. So uh, overall, a really, really solid team. Let's uh, look down a bit at the events for the season. Of course, they won the Euros. Yes. Biggest uh, event of them of theirs for the year, uh, bar none, right? They beat, uh, yeah. uh, they beat Sw- Sweden. Yeah. Nicholas Adina. Yeah, no question that that's their big event. They, they lost the final of one of the Grand Slams. Yeah, they lost the final of the Boost National, the one uh, in Newfoundland there. Uh, and Way they, to get the sponsors plug in there. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> it's not the national, it's the boost national. Well, I'm reading it. And they also finished third at the Canadian Beef Masters of Curling. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, a few big events for them this year. They're one of the best teams in the world. Uh, if they're not on the podium, I think they'll have uh, some regrets about this week. Yeah, I think so, yeah. De- definitely a solid team. We saw them at the Continental Cup. Uh, I had the chance to talk to... Uh, Bruce Matt a little bit, and uh, I was just impressed with sort of the poise, right? It was coming off of a tough sort of controversial moment 
in the game. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's the Continental Cup. It's not really a big deal in terms of wins and losses, but uh, sort of I was, I was impressed with the, the first time I think I've seen them in person, and I was just impressed uh, with just how they conducted themselves. It, you know, not to go all sort of like Bill Simmons' body language doctor on everybody, but it, it's, it's fun to see how teams interact during warm-ups uh, in between ends when the cameras aren't on them, just to see what those interactions are like. And uh, so definitely at the Orleans Arena, sort of where, sort of the proximity of where on the media bench you get to sit, you, you get a really good sense of how they all go together and, and the, the nature of the relationships, really positive mm-hmm. uh, to, to see. So I, I was very impressed with this team. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think that they should definitely be pushing even to get a bye, I think. You know, yep. that, that'll come down to one or two games, and they, they, they can beat Cooey. They can beat uh, Adin. We've yeah. seen it happen. So, And that's probably what will determine who gets a bye here. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I will also say, Hammy McMillan Jr., his occupation is listed as curling development officer. Ooh. No idea officer. what that means. Well, you got Hammy and Lammy there uh, <laughs> front end. So uh, let's move on now to South Korea, Scott. The South, South Koreans. Korea. Okay. Uh, playing out of the Seoul Curling Club. Sean, this is one of these teams that... Uh, sneakily have played 56 games uh, on the tour this year 36 and 20 so they're above 500 they've been playing well now they had to fight through that world qualification event yep. won the uh, first playoff uh, spot to get into this this field where we already have team china team japan like we saw at the women's we're going to see three teams from pacific asia yep. region which is great for the development of the sport um looking down at their results for the year they won the asham us open of curling that was their biggest points getter uh obviously they won that world qualification event uh they were third at the pacific asia championships couldn't crack into that uh, top game so we might see this team as the third of those three teams of japan china and korea uh what what do you think yeah it's it's i think you're right in that it's, it's an interesting team because the skip uh suyo kim he's been there a couple times. Last time he skipped South Korea was in 2016, went three and nine. But the rest of the team is really young, right? He's in his mid 30s. The rest of the team are all 22 years old and have played together for for a little bit. So, uh, actually, third J Jong J Lee was the skip for the South Korean team at Universiade. Uh, went four and five there, and uh, Byungjin Jung. He was at the World Juniors last year in Scotland, as was the league, the lead Hyungjin Huang, who was actually the skip of that team at the World Juniors last year. So now he's playing lead. So, you know, people who are shifting around positions, uh, so three young guys and, and a guy with a little more experience at, at the back end. Over the last 18 months, Scott, I think I've learned I'm not going to count south koreans out of any curling event probably this is what i've learned probably a good idea i i do think uh based on everything i'm seeing they're probably a step behind that the japanese team uh as far as pacific asia teams go but you're right you you can't count anybody out uh especially when there's six teams making the playoffs uh you never know they might put together a pretty good week yeah of course we said they won that uh, u.s event they beat rich ruinen in the semifinals beat uh, mike mccarville in the final so you know, they've played some good teams before. We'll see what happens. 
yeah, no real confidence in it for me. No, like, but no. but again, don't. I, I'm not gonna be shocked. Sure. To see them in the playoffs, and that of course brings us to the defending world champions, Nicholas Adine. They are good at curling. Oh, this just in. That uh, is my analysis. Game of Stones has funded a uh, an extensive research project, yeah. and we have discovered that Sweden's teams are good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sean, they're they're a great team. Of course, lost the European Championship to aforementioned Scotland. Uh, they won the Swiss Cup in Basel this year. Obviously, they're the Swiss or Swedish champions. So, uh, but other than that, not a lot of wins. Um, seeing. A bunch of seconds, seconds at the Euros, seconds at World Cup, uh, in both Omaha and in Coping, and uh, Baden Masters second, a couple thirds in the uh, in the Grand Slam there. So, who knows, man? Uh, maybe this team has uh, slipped a bit. Nope. Since their uh, great year last year. <laughs> nope. Uh, they're really, really good. Uh, I, I, what's interesting too, you sort of look through the resume. They, they talked about this with Anna Hasselberg today. The only thing Anna Hasselberg has not won is the world championship. The only thing that Nicholas Dean has not won is the Olympic gold medal. Yeah. Right. He's he's won the World Juniors. He won Universiad. He won he's won world championships. The only thing he does has yet to accomplish is a, an Olympic gold medal. So for this team coming into this season, you sort of look what was the goal for them? And you gotta say it was a world championship. So this, the the fact that they struggled early in the year like honestly, who cares? Um, I really don't think it matters that much. You also had the issue. Uh, Rasmus Rana was hurt earlier in the year, the back issue that he had. So maybe that contributed to some of the team's struggles. Certainly, I think that was the case at the World Cup event that we saw in September in China. He he missed games there. They were playing with three, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I, I I'm maybe I'm just biased because they're, they're that good, but. The way he played, even in Las Vegas, it just makes you think that they're just so they're just so good. Yeah, Sean, they're they're really good. Um, also, gonna... he's sneaky short, by the way. Oh Can yeah, I, say that? Like, is... I am stunned that he gets that much power out of his legs. Yeah, um, being as being the height that he is, I feel he's like five seven or five eight. Yeah, like, he's... Uh, I was I remember walking behind him uh, from the arena at the the Las Vegas at the Continental Cup yeah. a few years back. And being like, whoa, he's really small. Yeah. But uh, like Kevin Cooey's not a big man and like towers over him. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you know what? He's great. So uh, good good for him. Yeah. He generates a lot of power. What I'm going to say is that they haven't played a competitive competitive game since that World Cup in, in Jan Koping because the Swedish Championships obviously was before that. It's a pretty long layoff, Sean. That was uh, right at the start of February. You're going to have two months basically. Yeah, it'll be fresh. So they'll they'll be fresh, but you know they might take a game to get their feet underneath them. Now looking at the schedule, but who is that game? Yeah, they've got a pretty soft start. They've got China, Netherlands, Norway, Germany, Japan uh, as their first five. I I can't see them not going five and zero. Oh. Yeah, maybe maybe four and one. Maybe you maybe. know somebody sneaks in one. Yeah, you just got to be first or second in this format. And then and then they play Bruce Mallet uh, in a great game. Unfortunately, it's the morning draw. So, you know... Well, whatever. TSN's not going to show that anyway. We'll so. be waking up early to uh, to watch somehow. Uh, so, Moet and DeCruz... Mowat and DeCruz on the same day. 
Uh, it's right. going to be a tough day that Tuesday, the yeah. April 2nd. And then Wednesday night is his game against Kevin Cooey because don't let anybody tell you this is not a TV show. Of course, Sean. It's a TV show, as Tony Kornheiser always says. Yes. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team comes out. They're obviously one of the favorites, but the next team is also one of the favorites. Yes, yeah, Switzerland, Peter de Cruz and his team, they've had a really good season. Um, you know, again, with the Continental Cup, uh, playing on sheet C against John Schuster three times in a row and, and doing quite well. Yes. Uh, as I remember, uh, this team, bronze medalist at the Olympics last year, they did not participate in the World Championships last year, Scott. They uh, decided to take a breather. So this is their first yes. time since 2017 when they also won the bronze medal. There, this team struggled at the European Championships, only going five and four this year yeah. in Estonia. Missing the playoffs was was a bit of a shocker. Uh, you know, they lost out on this last stone draw uh, that we've talked about. Uh, yeah, not we don't liking like it. that much. Don't uh, like it. In, in a tiebreaker, or maybe they lost their last game. I can't remember. Either way, it would have been tough for them. They did win the Swiss Curling Championship, which is why they're there. They won the Aberdeen International and the curling masters in Champagny. Uh, so, you know, they've had a few wins on the season, played in the World Cup in Suzhou and, and didn't qualify there. So, you know, uh, this team is really good, Sean. This this team is one of those teams that will be in the playoffs. Yeah. I am almost guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, and, and what more is there to say? Yeah, I, you don't think they're going to win a gold medal whenever they show up, but you think they're going to be in a playoffs. <laughs> Yeah. And that's sort of where this team is. And, you know, if you were to rank them, I think there's like one and one A, and then there's like three and three A uh, in this field, to be honest. Yeah. And the rest and everyone else is sort of fighting for fifth place is, is sort of the way I break down this field. Um, so, yeah, who, like, yeah, it's one of these things that this team, they'll win a lot of games, presumably, and they'll be all right. Valentin Tanner is a bartender. I find that interesting. Uh career slash uh, interest blending together. It's sort of all uniting there uh, for him. But yeah, overall, uh, a team that yeah should be in that top six and, and could sneak into the gold medal game. The other team, of course, looking to sneak into that playoff mix, John Schuster defending Olympic gold medalist in yeah. his American squad. Of course, this year looking a little differently with Chris Plies playing third after... The change there, of course, with Tyler George uh, retiring. I don't think Tyler George so much took a step back as his shoes finally uh, disintegrated. Yeah, uh, I think, I think that's, that's more what it was. Yeah. Um, but so the, the change there, Chris Bly is coming in. This team has had a season. I mean, whenever we've previewed events, Scott's uh, it's sort of been like they're good, but we don't really expect them to win stuff. No, uh, but they have had a really good season, 48-20 and 20 on the year. Their points for is up at 8.47 against 5.79. So their differential is quite good. Uh, their force efficiency is at 63%, which is the most impressive stat, I'd say. Hammer efficiency only at 42. So it's really enforcing the other team that they're uh, getting their wins there by by limiting the other team's scoring. Of course, they won the World Cup event, Sean, in, in Omaha. Of course. Uh, on home soil. And won the U.S. World Ch- or U.S. Uh, National Championships rather, yes. uh, pretty handily. I, Rich Runin, well, they're played the best them. team. They played them in the final, and you'd think, oh, maybe they could give them a go. But uh, Schuster really uh, played well and shut the door there. So 
this is one of the one of the wild card teams, Sean. I could see them finishing anywhere from you know ninth to first. Sure. Uh, in the field, they yeah. any, on any given day they can beat anybody. So, uh, you know, it just depends what team shows up. Yeah, and they've brought in uh, Don Bartlett as the coach. That's right. Uh, a yeah. familiar name there, and Corey Dropkin, one of the young bucks, will be there as the alternate as well. And and yeah, we've seen John Schuster a whole bunch. I think for for me, what this team has done for curling in the United States is you, you really can't overstate it. And it's almost to the point, Scott, where I root for them because of sort of what the larger ramifications of what they do is. You know, it's it's not, I, I like them all. I, I've had the chance to talk to, I think, all of them mm-hmm. uh, at various scrums and stuff. But I, I just, if we want the sports to succeed, we want the sports to continue to grow, these guys are really good at being ambassadors for it in the United States. And, and you just sort of hope for them to do well. Yeah, Sean, and I think there's no reason to expect them not to do, not to do well, despite what I just said. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So if they finish ninth, uh, that's not well. So, uh, so let's go through it. Uh, so those are the 13 teams who are vying for it. I, I would say, as I said, you know, you got two teams that are the, the top of the field. You got the next two teams that are just a, just a hair below them, and then you got Schuster. And then probably everybody else is is going for sixth place. I think uh, if yeah. if if you're running this like a hundred times, that's probably the way it's going to break down more often than not. Yeah. So I'm going to assume, Sean. Yeah. That both of us are picking those top four: Sweden, Canada, Switzerland, Scotland. Yes. Okay. I got to change then because I can't pick all the same teams as you because of course I'm you're I'm behind coming from behind. Yes, you are. But right? that's good because in this field, six playoff teams, so you can do that. That's true. I can do that. And still get a point. Oh, sorry. I, I just clicked over to my uh, NCAA bracket. It's called Home for Purim. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know. Nice. I don't know why that's funny, but. Well done. Um, Mine is how much do you think I could bench press? <laughs> 315 <laughs> pounds. Uh, okay, so first, why don't you pick your winner, Sean? So I think I'm going to go with Kevin Cooey. Uh, I'm going to go with them to win the world championship. Kevin Cooey on home soil in his home province. I think they're going to win. I, they were just so freaking good at the Briar. Oh, really good. Although they never really quite got going. <laughs> they never <laughs> really, got, really quite got into the, the zone. And, uh, of course, you had a great uh, wrap-up there of that game. Uh, I was unable to yeah. uh, unable to watch as it was in the middle of the night. I watched yes. the... Uh, the, the highlights of but it. But you'll be able to return the favor now at the end of the men's world championships. Exactly. Exactly. So so here's what I'm going to do, Sean. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Sweden and I'm going to take Canada to make the playoffs. Okay. Sure. Uh, why not? You realize that even if you're picking different teams, I still get points if my teams make the playoffs. Are you aware of this? I'm right? aware of this. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to try to like uh, sneak in a couple extra points here. So I'm going to take USA. I'm going to yeah. take John Schuster. Uh, and I'm going to take Japan. Give me, give me this Japanese team to make the playoffs. Now, you've picked Kevin Cooey to win. I'm going to take Nicholas Adin in order to gain those extra points. Uh, or lose points. Well, one or the other. But at least <laughs> but at least we're not both gaining the same amount of points. Right. 
this is what you got to do when you're coming from behind. It's so, true. So true. that's uh, my picks. Of course, I think Switzerland and Scotland will also make the playoffs, but I'm going to pick these two teams as the five and six. All right, and try hope and that one of these teams gets hit by a bus. Try and get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's very nice of you, Scott. Uh, so there you have it. Those are the. Uh, that's our preview of the 2019 Pioneer Men's World Curling Championships out there in Lethbridge. Uh, enjoy the action, everybody. As the media guide lets you know, TSN is the sole rights holder for this event so we're uh that we're getting all the canada games during the round robin despite the fact that there are some games that are not involving kevin cooey that i might prefer to see rather than watch him play maybe joel ray turnaz for instance uh but it is what it is so enjoy the action uh we'll be back scott will be back to sum it all up uh doing a solo episode i'm heading off to Belgium and France. Uh, so Scott will be here solo. Oh, no. On a recap, uh, I have to teach you how to record. I'll try to get a, a, a guest, a special guest. There you go. You want to, there's, there's a guest here. It might be available. It may be available. Oh, there right you on. go. So, uh, well, uh, so Scott will be back with our, our summary for that. And then we'll be back with uh, previewing the, the rest of the season and, and just some general stuff. We've already started working on our summer schedule uh, to, to put some stuff together for that. Uh, so if you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever it is you get your shows. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Game of Stones Pod. Scott's there on Twitter at ScottLikesTV. I'm Dr. Shawnee Fever. Email the show, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So we'll be back with you. Enjoy the curling, but until then... Keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that insert. Make the final.